Hi and welcome. This is Buffering, an island talks podcast with Estra Egin and Yorgos Kakuts. We're two Cypriots living and working in Lisbon and Brussels, bringing you dispatches from the alternate Cypriot universe. This week, we silently go crazy, catch up on ministerial soap operas, and police violence backfiring. This podcast is not funded by the Cypriot police, though Berinchek, or people who saw the stars aligning once upon a time. Hello, Esther from sunny Brussels. Hello, Yorgos from sunny Lisbon. Finally, is it sunny in both places? Yep, I think we've got the stars aligned for a perfect podcast today. Oh God, don't say the stars are aligned. <laughs> I no, know. no. I, I did it on purpose. <laughs> I know you did it on purpose and it hurts. Let's not talk about stars the aligned. The stars have been aligned for 50 years, but we cannot solve the Cyprus problem. But Maybe we need the stars to explode and go away. <laughs> But there's life more beyond that, as we found out last week. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. it's sunny in Nicosia, and for the first time ever, are we gonna? I think we're gonna start immediately with that because I think that's the main thing of the week. The second protest, the Ozdame protest, mm-hmm. which would be translated as Yeter or Enough. Yes, Yeter, Enough. That's a good translation in Turkish. Yeah. Yes. So for the first time, you had like four to five thousand people marching in Nicosia, protesting Amazing. against corruption, uh, against nepotism, uh, against police violence mainly. And I'll explain why was that, and also mm-hmm. bringing in the Cyprus problem in a way because I think what's happening now is for the first time the mass of people start seeing this connection between corruption and the way that governments have been yeah. acting in the Cyprus problem, and that's changing. So have you? So everyone has probably seen. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, last Saturday, 13th February, there was a protest. It was organized by not extreme left, but far left groups, mostly federationist, uh, anarchists, uh, mm-hmm. anti-fascist groups, and environmentalists that tend to not get that much attention usually, but it was about 200, 300 people. But the police came down on Magariu Avenue with full, full anti-riot gear, as if they were expecting trouble. Or, and or what maybe they were, hoping for what, trouble. What were they protesting? Like, what was the? Um, the issue of the, the protest main, was again. Uh, the issue of the protest was again the same. Was it was the same uh, uh, organizers, and it was about corruption, corruption. passports, environment, uh, the Cyprus problem, migrant rights, and what's been happening at the Burnara camp, where okay. people are held for months now, with the pandemic as an excuse. It's a place where people were supposed to be for a few weeks until they're. Asylum applications were processed mm-hmm. and just now shut in there, and they're not allowed to go. Most of them mm-hmm. for months on end, and it's dangerous because of the coronavirus for them as well. So all right. these things were part of the protest. This authoritarian turn that the government tends to take now because of uh, thanks to the pandemic as well. It's behaviors that w- were shown from the interior minister at some point, and also from the justice minister uh, lately when she had the police go and. Uh, Investigate a woman who was allegedly running a parody Twitter account on her. Yeah. So it all yeah. coalesces into people being angry about this, mm-hmm. and okay. it came from the left, the protest, but it got about two hundred, three hundred people. It was well stopped, but it was if the police hadn't overreacted, it would have come and gone. But what they did is they went down okay. to riot gear last Saturday. They also had a water can with them, and at some point clashes broke out. There's a lot of discussion of whether some of the protesters. Tried to be violent or through things or not, but it's a fact, and everyone can see it that the police overreacted by the way that 
they struck back. And they even used the war cannon against unarmed protesters that were not really doing anything. And the most famous case, which you've probably seen the video of, is yes. the girl who was giving them the finger at some point during the protest. And then they found her and targeted her specifically with a water cannon. And she was in danger of losing her eye and she had to go to, to surgery. Yes. So all this comes, you know, from the police always probably considering that a left-wing pro-solution anarchists are probably an easy target and no one mm. tells anything if we test mm-hmm. our tools, etc. But the way it happened and the overreaction and the annoyance with corruption and the annoyance with the minister, who she was the one who ordered this to happen this way, it backfired for the government and led to this huge protest on Saturday. So a lot of people that are not usually prone to go to pro-solution anti-corruption things with the left-wing, you know, the way that you and I would tend to be, that went specifically because they were angered at how the government handled this and that it was a good opportunity for people to come out and protest about the whole state of things. And it's, for the first time, the message that corruption and and environmental abuses and authoritarianism in some things in uh, by the police or the way that migrants are treated is all also connected to the Cyprus problem has mm-hmm. started to be more publicly discussed in Cyprus, but also, you know, as a result also of all the articles that have been written over the past yeah. period yeah. about how Anastasia is alleged to have left Grand Montana uh, or even Mont Pelerin because he wanted to continue the trade in passports, etc. So it all boiled into this and created mm-hmm. this. And okay. and where, they, where the government could have just gotten away with ignoring this, they managed to get people on the streets mm. for the first time in these numbers with these approaches. Mm-hmm. With uh, uh, And I'm not sure what will happen next, whether there's more protests planned. I hope there are, because it will be good to show that this doesn't just die down. I mean, it's Yeah, the, it should not die down. And it's the I kind think, of situation yeah. where, the, uh, for example, the Minister for Justice, because of the mishandling, should have quit by now. It was... Yeah. Completely unacceptable, and she's done. I a think lot she's of other still things. defending herself. No. <laughs> yeah, she is. But well, if the government was uh, was serious, then they should have been pushed out. Yeah, I know. You, you know, Turkish Cypriots. As Turkish Cypriots, we are more more used to seeing protests like this. You know, people taking the streets, um, protesting, demonstrating, whatever. But it is, I think, the first time I've seen um, such a protest in the Greek Cypriot side, which is not led by a party. That's very important, um, in my opinion. It's the people really coming out with a certain frustration and um, wanting to protest the, the, the way things are being handled. And um, we also saw some Turkish banners. So it was that like um, an attempt to reach the Turkish Cypriots to also give them a, a message or to what, how do you, how should we read the fact that there were Turkish banners in, in this protest? It was both. I think what the center of it is is that the organizers are more pro-solution and they connected with the Cyprus problem, so they will have banners also calling out to Turkish Cypriots. And it happens also in other protests that don't get so much media attention. So I think the difference this time is that this became central in the media and people saw it for the first time in these numbers. These banners have happened before. You've seen them before in other protests by people. But the difference now is that it's more visible to the mainstream. I think that's what 
the Turkish Cypriots should really intuit that for the first time. This is not a, a thing that happens on the side. It's a mm-hmm. thing that can be also on the mainstream stage. Of, yeah. uh, there was a group of football fans from leftists, usually from Monia. Or, but when the parties came out and, and uh, said we support the parties, etc., some yeah. of the group, especially this one, said uh, we're disgusted by the parties coming out and supporting us, especially again. So oh there's this feeling that we're doing this despite of the parties as well. Yeah. If the parties weren't yeah. going, people wouldn't have gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We, I mean, in the recent protests in the north, we also saw that like people, um, were making the point that they are there because there are no parties, you know, involved and whatever, because I think there is a huge mm, resentment towards parties on both sides of the island. But next, man, we have to have like a common demonstration or a protest, which is not unfortunately possible right now. But um, we need to, um, I've always said this, we need to have common demonstrations calling because at the end of the day, both sides where we want an end to corruption, we want the solution of the Cyprus problem, we want respect for environment and um, respect for fundamental rights and freedoms. And why can't we just all together come out and demonstrate and, and you know, call for these things? Oh, because there's different situations and it's not easy for people to draw the, that connection. But what I've noticed this time, and I see it progressing is that the organization is much more smart and effective and practical. Mm-hmm. So when there's something to protest about the Cyprus problem, I suspect that there is more of a capability and a capacity That's by good. groups to coordinate. And we might see something That's like good. this yet from both sides. That's actually yeah. uh, bigger. So maybe it's time for the Turkish Cypriots to also connect the Cyprus to corruption and we yeah. have a lot of a lot of opportunities oh, to do that, as I've heard. Yeah. The I've thing heard is that. the thing with Turkish Cypriots is that like we've been saying this for years, but right now I think we really don't have any hope. I mean look look at the guys who are ruling us. We have we have Ersin Tatar as president, as Turkish Cypriot leader, who is just a puppet of Turkey. He has been placed there by Turkey through various kinds of interventions and and, and meddling. And he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's talking about a, a two-state solution. But when journalists like press him and like want him to explain what this two-state solution might entail, he has no idea. No idea. So somebody just told him, okay, you don't talk about a federation. You're going to reject federation. You're going to talk about a, a two-state solution. And that's what he's doing. Poor guy. And he doesn't even know what, what he means by that. I, and then, I was even, <laughs> I was reading and told me if it's, if it's uh, true or if it has a basis in fact that apparently either Turkey or they, they started to not allow him to talk by himself to people on the Cyprus problem. Now all June has to be there, uh, the negotiator. <laughs> Or, or uh, even after Rurolu, because they don't trust him to actually explain the position because of what you say. 
Is that yeah. is that an accurate well, or probably I an accurate thing? I I have not heard about this, but I it it seems very 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 it it's true. Like it can be cor- it it is correct. It seems to be correct. And if I was Turkey, I would have done the same because you know Ergun Olgun and um, and the. Um, Osman Ertu are like very seasoned diplomats from the Dengtash era. So they know, at least they have an idea what they're talking about when they talk about something. But Ersin Tatar is really cool. And I don't know if you also heard of what happened um, in the North during the last couple of days. We have had a soap opera. Unfolding. I want to know. I was waiting for you. <laughs> The musical yeah. chair soap opera. So, so we we lost our dear health minister, and okay, he was from UBP. He was right wing. He was uh, one of the bad guys, whatever. But like, he was trying to do the right thing. Like, he was one of the more decent ones who, you know, stood um, strongly. Against the casinos who were pressing um, the the government to open the casinos again, he stood strong against the pressures to lift the quarantine. At some point, Erhan Arıklı, who is the deputy prime minister and the and and the tourism minister, no, sorry, economy minister. I'm th- there has been so many changes. I am like confusing them. He came up, he came up with this brilliant idea. He said, Do Perinçek from Turkey, which is a very shady guy in Turkey, who has been in all, you know, uh, from far right to the far left, like he's this very shady guy. He said, I received, I spoke with Do Perinçek and he is able and willing to supply us with like i don't know how many thousand vaccinations from china all of a sudden like this okay and and the health minister the ex former health minister ali pilli said i am not going to accept vaccinations from anyone except like legal official like states or governments like i i don't trust some i don't know businessman or some politician i don't know where he is getting these vaccinations are from i'm not going yeah, to you know buy allow them from the store did he get a box somewhere he- how or, and we know in China, like, there are so many counterfeit vaccinations being produced. So, like, how do you, what do you, how do you know, you know? And these have been unfolding, like, for the last couple of months. And these things, one by one by one by one, prepared his, like, bitter end and so uh, he was um, on Friday actually replaced he, the the prime minister the prime minister the the the, the appointed prime minister again Ersan Saner um, removed him from his post and put Unal Ustel who is like the the main guy in the jet scandal that happened some 
quite a while ago, actually. Remember, there was a private jet that landed in the northern part of Cyprus um, with some Turkish businessmen and some women um, accompanying them. They didn't have PCR tests. They didn't go through customs. They didn't go through quarantine, nothing. They just came into the country, stayed in a hotel and left. Yeah, that was a scandal. Um, scandal. Yes. And uh, at, at the time, Önal Ustal was the tourism minister. And because of this, he was removed from his post. So, so, But in this government, he became transportation minister. So he was rewarded with ministry again. Um, and when Ali Pilli was removed from health ministry, Önal um, Ustal, saying that he is a doctor, replaced him. But who replaced Unal Ustel in the transportation ministry? Da 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 <laughs> Who's left, left to uh, to fix to get a position for? Oh Erolu's daughter has been waiting for a post for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> oh that's an issue. Why? <laughs> Yeah, well, because apparently um, UBP was very divided before the elections for uh, the Turkish Cypriot leader. And Turkey and Erolo, of course, is uh, the former Turkish Cypriot le- leader, of course, is a big power still in the party and um, is a bi- has a big influence on the party. Turkey apparently promised Erolo that his daughter would be parliament speaker if he supports Ersin Tatar as the Turkish Cypriot leader. Ah, and ah. if he, you know, um, brings his party together to stand behind Ersin Tatar. But then they, after the, after Ersin Tatar was elected Turkish Cypriot leader, no, appointed as Turkish Cypriot leader and a new government was formed, she stood as parliament speaker and nobody voted for him. Like he, she couldn't even get the votes of UBP people. And they repeated the voting two times and they gave up. But then Turkey still so, had to fulfill its promise. So get now her put her somewhere. So now because Unal Ustal has become the new health minister, Resmiye Canaltay, the daughter of Erolo, has become the transportation minister. But, you know, everyone is up in, in arms. Like, there is huge social backlash against the removal of um, Ali Pilli because even the people on the left realized that he was trying to do the right thing. He was trying to not let the casinos dictate their terms um, or the tourism people, hoteliers, dictate their terms. He was really thinking about the public health. And there is huge backlash. And there's also a lot of divisions within the UBP, you know, even, even Tatar's daughter and wife posted on social media that they think it was wrong for the for the, um, the prime minister to remove Ali Pilli from his post. So like there are a lot of divisions in, in UBP right now, a lot of fights. So, um, so we're, is UBP we're resisting to... Turkey right now? Is that what's happening? No, I mean UBP, well, I mean the prime minister is not, the president is not, but yes, there are certain people within UBP who are not comfortable with what is going on and what is being dictated and what is being um what is imposed. taking place imposed exactly so we will see what happens with but it is it is a soap opera <laughs>
And um, so we will see what happens in the well, coming that weeks. Things, that things are still fun in the north. But the thing is, the sad thing is, I, well, I don't know if it's sad or healthy, um, there is no talk of the Cyprus problem. Like when you said at the beginning, maybe there can be something common in the future, or maybe there can be like a demonstration, whatever, for a solution. Nobody really expects anything to happen. Nobody expects anything from the five-party conference, informal conference. Um, and there is no hope. And it's not even an issue. Like it's not even being discussed anymore. All we discuss is COVID. And the, and the UBP soap opera and quarantine and things like that. But, you know, to an extent, it's always been like this. People don't talk about the Cyprus problem when they know there's nothing happening. And right now, there's no real prospects. I mean, things yeah. will start being discussed when there's prospects again. We can't expect people to think about this all the time. They won't. They will think about corruption. They will think about the pandemic. Maybe it's best that way. I think it's better for people to be angry and start concentrating on the things and start seeing the connections. And then we'll see about the problem. That's enough to put off things in order for that. Yeah, I don't know. In the, I mean, in the Turkish Cypriot side, the Cyprus problem was always the, the main problem that people had and everything came after that. But now, of course, with this um, pandemic and with this mess and with Turkish Cypriot leader and a government that is completely against the solution, yeah, people don't really see any prospects. But things could have been worse. Resmiya could have been health minister. <laughs> So, uh, honestly, honestly, I, I really don't know. I really, yeah, at least he's a doctor, yes, but we will see. So are they all the casinos opened without masks now? Because well, now, work? now the the big talk in the in the town is that uh, yes, actually from today, um, many of the restrictions have been lifted. There is no more curfew. There is, you know, um, most of the businesses are opening, not casinos. And again, it was Ali Pille apparently who rejected um, opening the casinos. So yeah, we might have the casinos open very soon. And there's also um, talk that as of uh, April, People who have um, had two uh, vaccinations, two shots, will be able to come to the northern part of Cyprus without a quarantine. So we'll, we will see. That's the kind of discussion they already started in Europe. And then so things might start getting back to quote unquote normal soon. I hope so. I hope so. Because I feel like I'm silently going crazy. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to silently go crazy. We've all been... <laughs> loudly been going crazy for the past 50 years so it's fine it's normal oh god You're yeah but up. like at least i was not imprisoned at home i'm really getting yeah yeah oh, well no one said you have to be silently going crazy that's where being i can scream myself to, yes. <laughs> to crazy. maybe not on the podcast because it would the the mic can't handle that but <laughs> after as soon as we turn the mics off so this is for this week and we'll continue being punctual and every week 
on your phones. Semi-punctual. Semi-punctual <laughs> would have been much better. <laughs> it's good for two Cypriots. <laughs> when it's you very consider, good for two Cypriots. When you consider our background, yeah. <laughs> We're keeping perfect time for It's like Cypriot yeah. schedule. It's, it's on Cypriot like, schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me, I told you about the book I was reading last time about the travails of uh, the yeah. Nigerian student in Cyprus. And at some point, they're saying they have to go into an appointment. And because it's a different culture in uh, Nigeria with time, yeah. they're asked to a bigger extent about time. So at some okay. point, they say, yeah, we have to be there at one. And here, when they say one, they mean one. And I'm like, how bad is it back home if you have to say that? Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's like that for us too, no? Like, I've become really punctual here because I can't be a Cypriot here. Like... I can't be in Cyprus. Like half an hour later is still, you know, within perfectly acceptable ah. limits. So maybe it's like we can get away with it there, but maybe migrants can't get away with it in Cyprus. <laughs> yes, that is a really good point. That's actually probably checking my privilege here. There's a discrimination there too. There's definitely discrimination there. If there's a chance for discrimination, we'll take it as a people. Yeah, we'll oh, yeah. wherever we find it, we take it. Yes. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. Wear your mask so we get out of this as soon as possible. When there's a chance for discrimination, don't take it. <laughs> Cover your person. nose. Your nose is also spreading bacteria, okay? Cover it. And let's continue getting not silently, but loudly going crazy. Let's get loudly crazy. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Have a good week. <laughs> Have a good week. 